Hello here and welcome again to another edition of Husker Chat Live. Uh, Husker Chat Live, as always, is brought to you by Sandhills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com. Sean Callahan here with huskeronline.com, and uh, we're continuing our spring uh, position film room breakdowns. Uh, we've been able to talk to a lot of different position groups yesterday. Uh, we talked to some of the defensive backs. Today, uh, we're bringing in the, the, some of the key members of Nebraska's defensive line this spring. Uh, joining us here on Husker Chat Live, we've got Colton Feast out of UTAN, uh, Nebraska, Nash Hutmacher, South Dakota native. Um, and then we've got Masai Newsome, uh, Iowa native, and then Casey Rogers uh, joining us here on Husker Chat Live. Guys, welcome here to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank All you. right, well, let's get right into it. Um, and I'll go to you first, Colton. Um, you know, you, you look at kind of a year ago, you looked like you were really in a position to maybe play some more snaps. You had an injury that happened, uh, I believe, during fall camp. How much did that kind of set things back for you? And how anxious are you now to kind of uh, take on more snaps this year? Yeah, um, just kind of happened towards the beginning of camp. I uh, hurt my foot, so that kind of put me out for the rest of camp. And then just coming back, it's always kind of tough to come back right away from an injury. So, I'm just excited to be healthy and looking forward to the year. So, yeah, before the injury, what did you think your role was going to be as far as like, you know, how, how were you going to figure into that rotation a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. I thought I'd be in the rotation, um, definitely getting some snaps each game. And then that kind of just sent me back. So, this year, for sure, I'm hoping everything goes good. So, how about uh, you, Nash? I mean, you've had two years now to kind of learn and develop in the program you came from a you know a smaller level of football in South Dakota how much have the last two years helped your body kind of get ready for for maybe taking on some more snaps this year uh it's helped a lot um just getting used to the system and how college football works really getting into the system getting all that figured out um some of the older guys last year um helping me to just keep increasing my football knowledge and getting ready to move into that role where I'm going to be playing a lot more snaps. You've always been a strong guy. You're one of the better wrestlers in the country coming out of high school. How, how would that help transfer maybe to get you going earlier in the program? How, how has that helped you uh, just to kind of get going? Um, it definitely just helped because I, so, you know, a lot of guys come in, they just got to get a little bigger, a little stronger and stuff. And I was already at that level. So I got to come in right away and just focus on um, the technique parts of it. Uh, actual football parts of it, not so much worrying about putting on 20 pounds in the winter or what, you know, whatever it might've been. So that, I think that is the biggest thing for me. Let's bring in now Masai Newsome. Masai, uh, you're a guy, you talk about patience. You've really had to wait. Uh, there's been some really good players in the program at your position that you've learned from, developed from behind, you know, what has been maybe the hardest part of just having to kind of wait for your opportunity like you've gotten this spring and, and where do you think you've come the furthest? Um, yeah, yeah, I've definitely, um, a lot of us, we've all kind of waited behind some of those guys, you know, um, like you said, we've had some, some awesome D linemen, you know, that we can uh, watch and learn from, um, you know, we all want to play football. Uh, that's what we want to do. So I think it'll be fun coming up here to, to play football. Um, but yeah, I've learned a lot from. We've all learned a lot from those guys. They've taught us some great stuff, just about football, kind of how to handle yourself, handle yourself, just you know, in a in a Division One college football setting. Um, and that's that's been really awesome to learn. So yeah. 
when guys like Ben Stilley moved on and then DeAndre Thomas and Damian Daniels decided to not come back, were you like, all right, this is my chance. I've got to really uh, take advantage of this opportunity now. Um, I mean, for sure. Yeah. It's, um, it's definitely, you know, going to be an opportunity for, you know, all of us to kind of um, contribute and to um, play some meaningful snaps for, for Nebraska. Um, but yeah, also like along with that, it was also, you know, it was, it was really good to be with them, all those guys in the room and um, just learn from them. Cause they brought a lot um, to our program and they were, they were really big for our program. So it was, it was just really like a blessing to be with them. What about you, Casey? Um, your guy in 2020 kind of had a breakout season. Uh, last year, you had the injury as well. I mean, kind of describe the injury that you went through last year that really kind of took away most of 2021 for you. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of really high expectations for uh, for the 2021 season. Um, it's It was really unfortunate what happened. Um, but, yeah, I mean, coming off of that 2020 year, uh, it was, you know, things were, were rolling really high personally. Uh, I, I was really excited to be able to get back on the field and play a full season instead of uh, whatever the abbreviated season we had. Um, you know, things had, you know, unfortunately that happened. And, and then I had to really focus on, you know, you know, getting back and getting healthy, but, uh, but also not, you know, not pushing my knee too hard where if I went out there, I was at risk for even more injury um, because I, I knew in long term that I, I would eventually be back and I didn't want to do it too early. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh the focus kind of changed a little bit for me instead of, you know, having a really, really good year. It, it kind of, I had to, you know, kind of salvage what was left for me. I, I got back with seven games left and, and kind of had to play my best in, in those seven games. But, uh, but I'm, um, yeah, like, uh, Colin and I were kind of in the same boat at the beginning of the year. We were both, you know, injured and, and watching fall camp instead of participating. And I think, I think it set a fire in both of us. And I, and I think you'll see that this year with, with Colton, uh, and then you'll see it this year, uh, with me too. So, uh, you know, that, those injuries are behind us. We both have, you know, rehabbed our way back to uh, playing status, and, and we're excited to get back on the field. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a really fun year coming up. Casey, you're not practicing this spring. Um, when will you be full go, and and, and kind of what, what's kept you out of the spring? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a weird situation because if it was a, a normal spring and we were able to, you know, and our, our spring game was, you know, some, similar to like years past where we were playing in May, um, I might have been able to catch some of the spring. Uh, but, you know, just with, with how the dates are and, and stuff like that, I just, you know, it's probably we'd rather be safe than sorry. Um, you know, we want to like like kind of like last season, we, we didn't want to come back too early. Um, you know, it's you, you kind of run into, all right, we got to kind of protect you, but also make sure that, you know, you're able to go next season as well. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been a different experience watching for sure. Uh, but it, it's also been a very helpful experience as well. Um, so you kind of have to make good from bad there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a cool spring. If you're just joining us, you're watching Husker chat live defensive line spring film edition. Uh, we're joined by Colton Feast, Nash Hutmacher, Masai Newsom, Casey Rogers. Husker Chat Live is brought to you by uh, Sand Hills Global, powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell at auctiontime.com. And if you have a question, make sure you fire it in the chat. We're getting a lot of comments, a lot of questions built up that we'll get to here in a minute. Um, I do want to ask kind of all of you guys this. And Casey, you can probably take this first because you're, you're the veteran of the group that's played. Um, when you hear people say the defensive line is the question mark of this team, you know, that, that there's not enough there. Does that, how much does that motivate you guys to, 
to prove maybe some of the critics out there that, you know what, we can get it done with the guys we have right now. It's uh, it's very motivating. You know, I think with, uh, with any doubt uh, from the outside, it, it kind of sets a fire under you. Um, and especially it sets a fire in our room. You know, we have, we have, you know, some, we have two guys who, uh, who are coming back, including myself, Ty, Ty and I, who've had that experience, but then, uh, you know, the guys, the guys who, who have, it's been really exciting to watch them develop this spring. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the spring is kind of who's next, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, we had a lot of guys leaving and we knew those spots were going to have to be filled. So uh, it's, it's been a very crucial year, crucial spring, I should say for, for the D line. Uh, you know, it, we've, you kind of got to put put that those those comments in one year and not the other because you know we got to stay focused on, on what on what we have to do. But uh, but yeah, it definitely sets a fire under your, under you, and uh, you know it's it's only more motivation to just show you know what we got and you know how how the D lines gonna make a difference this year. Cole, you're a guy that's been here too for a while. I mean, what are your thoughts? Just uh, people kind of question this defensive line right now, and and you know that you know you guys might be one of the bigger questions still on this on this team. Yeah, like Casey said, I think it's very motivating um, just to come to work every day and do everything we can to put ourselves in the best position possible. And I think we got the right guys um, to get it done this year. So I think our D-line will be good. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right, let's get to the first question. It's from Steven. Uh, wants to know, uh, Casey Rogers, Masai Newsome, how is the culture in the room this year? Are, are you guys uh, getting the young guys schooled up and are they starting to get nasty? And, um, you know, I'm, there's, a, there's a group of probably like three or four young guys like Jalen Weaver and uh, players like that. I mean, I guess share your thoughts guys on that yeah it's uh it's a little bit different of a room this year we got the outside linebackers with us this year too um so it's it's been a, a little bit of a, a development spring in, in terms of you know com, com, combining rooms and you know getting to see different faces in meetings and uh and even watching film we're, we're watching different positions too we're, we're not just watching the interior guys we're watching the outside guys um, but in terms of, of young guys, yeah, um, these guys are, are really excited. They see a lot of opportunity to be able to play this year. Um, it's, you know, the leadership has, has swung, you know, because we had Damian in the room last year, Damian Staley, all those guys are gone. So uh, the leadership torch has passed on. And, uh, you know, we got to do it. Us old guys have to do a good job of, of keeping that standard of, of black shirt football, especially in the D-line room and D-N room. Um, you know, and it's also cool because you also get to merge with the leaders of the outside linebacker group with, with Caleb and, and Garrett. And, uh, you know, it's we we kind of developed one standard for both groups and, and we've been pressing that this whole spring. And I think the young guys are doing a really good job of that because, you know, they got a lot on their plate right now. They know the opportunity they have. They have a brand new coach. There's a, a lot more technique that we have to learn. And, you know, it's it's always tough when when uh, when you get a new coach. I mean, for us, for us young guys, I know Mo and Colton. Uh, we uh, we had Coach Dawson, but we've we've been coached by Coach Dawson before, so it's not it's not so new to us. But for those guys, you know, Coach Dawson's coaching technique and and stuff like that is all new. So uh, they've been doing a really good job. 
I'm excited to see, you know, these next couple practices. They're, they're learning more and more every day. And, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we've we been preaching. we got to bring the nasty back. And, uh, you know, I think last year we did a good job of starting that, and this year we're just going to keep following through with that. Mosai, do you have anything you want to add to, to just kind of getting those young guys going? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's kind of been, um, you know, uh, Coach Dawson's back. Um, it's kind of been a thing where we're all kind of learning together, um, and that's been cool, I think, you know. Um, it's all like, kind of like Casey said, like, I know, um, Colt Feast and Casey have had coach, uh, Dawson for, um, this is actually, this is my first time. This is all a lot of our first time having him. So we're all kind of learning together and I think that's pretty cool. Um, and bringing the nasty back, um, you know, we've had, uh, Jason Peter around, he's been around, um, just kind of the facility, you know, and we've been hearing a lot of cool stories. Um, a lot, a lot of very motivating stories from him. Um, it's it's cool to have him around just because he's he's been there he's done that he's he's been that guy um and so he's been a, a, an awesome as good as an example of bringing the nasty back and just like the embodiment of kind of the black shirt defenses you can get so that's been really cool to have him colton i'm curious growing up in nebraska did you know who jason peter was oh yeah i think yeah well i think everyone knows of him so it's nice seeing him around the practice and stuff uh He's kind of taught us some of his ways and stuff, so I just think it's good having him around. Nash, you got any good Jason Peters stories from being around there? I mean, there the biggest thing with JP is there is not a second when we're out on the field that he is not just the most intense guy out there. Like he is, he gets just as revved up when he's out there with us now as he did when he was playing. It is, it's uh, he's just he's a he's a good guy to have out there, a good guy. He gets you going, and um, he just—he's—he's he's very intense when we're out there all the time, which is really good. You're watching Husker Chat live here. Uh, got another question here, and I'll let Colton and Nash take this one first. Um, wants to know what differences have you guys seen competing against the O line from last year to this year? From a coach, I mean, the, we keep hearing about Donovan Riola's style. Do, how do you notice it on your end with the way they're being coached and? playing in spring ball Nash you want to go first on this one um you know right the biggest thing you notice right away is just the technique that they're doing is a little different it's some of the some of the blocks are they're, they're the same blocks but they just look and feel a little different and they uh um I, I do think they uh they're improving um in this spring which is um awesome to see you know the only way that we can get better is if um they're playing good football and the only way that we can make them better is if we're playing good football so it's really Really good to have that competition. Um, you know, some of those, some of the new guys they brought in, um, I think bringing a good culture to that room as well. And um, yeah, that's I think they're uh, they're playing better football this um, so far this spring. So that's really like to see it. How about you, Colton? What have you seen just from the line? Yeah, um, I would say they're more coming off the ball, um, not so much waiting and reacting to what we're doing. Um, so I'd say that's probably the biggest thing. I think their coach is a good coach, and he's getting them going, getting them fired up. I think a lot of those offensive coaches have kind of lit a fire under some of them guys. So I think that was nice to see this spring, um, more competition on their side of the ball, which makes us better too. So uh, Down below, guys, I'll pivot that question to you. Like, Have you seen alignment on the offense make a jump in terms of their play? Or like, you know what, he's gotten better with the new coaching. Is there anyone that you might want to throw out that you go against in practice that you've seen? Maybe make a jump this spring. Uh, I think they're all playing. I think they're all playing uh, really well. You know, um, just kind of what 
feast in uh, Nashad, you know, um, you know, we're obviously we're the we're D line, so we don't know exactly what they're doing, but they're definitely doing some stuff differently, and you can feel it when you're playing against them. Um, I don't know, maybe Casey's got a guy that he can point out. But. Yeah, I've been I've been uh, keeping a close eye on the on the two uh, two new guys we've had. We um, and you know they've been they've been doing a really good job. We got we got Hunter and we got Kevin. Uh, both of those guys, you know, coming from a different D one school, it, it's kind of cool to kind of see the technique they bring with them from their old schools. But then you know they mesh in with with one coach Iola's teaching as well. Um, you know they they both have been going. With the ones and the twos, and, and a lot of times um, the ones go against the twos in practice. So uh, you know they're going against our top guys, which is uh, which is really cool to see. Um, you know, as a young guy perspective, you know it's it's kind of cool because they're all learning. They're all uh, every single one of them is learning a new technique. It's not just the young guys and um, and the old guys have, have done this and been there for a while. It's not like that this year for them. Um, but but yeah, I, I agree. They're they're definitely doing all, they're definitely doing very well. Um, but, but I agree with what Nash said, you know, it's for them to make, you know, it's a good thing because for them to make us better, they, they have to play good football and, and vice versa for that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've been, uh, really impressed by the, by the two new guys. Got kind of an off the wall question here from Steven wants to know, basically, are, do you consider yourself a country guy or a big city guy? Um, start up top there, uh, Colton, are you a, a country boy or a big city guy? Yeah, I'm a country boy. Because well, UTAN is kind of Omaha, but you're you're far out, you're far away enough from Omaha, right? Yeah, we're probably about 15, 20 minutes, so it's pretty, it's still pretty country out there. And Nash, I know, I know the answer from you because I've seen you like tackling wild animals for <laughs> the last five years on Twitter. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a country guy. I like, I would much rather go visit Montana than go visit New York City, if that you know, if that tells you anything. So. Now you're going to Ireland. Have you scouted out any potential fishing opportunities in Ireland yet? <laughs> no, I haven't gotten to that. Now you, this is something cool that you, they did with NIL and ABM that you, you had a hunting trip, right? Is that where you, yeah. yeah. what was that? What was that experience like? How many guys went? Um, did you, I'm sure you guys were able to get a lot of bird. It was, it, was it pheasant hunting? Yeah, it was pheasant hunting. No, it was awesome. We had a, uh, we had six six hunters besides the Nebraska guys. It was me, Garrett Nelson, Isaac Gifford, Grant Taggy were the ones that took them out. And we had six guys, and we went and we had uh, dinner with them the night before the hunt. And then um, the next day, went out hunting, shot our limit of birds, then sat around and just kind of BSed all the, the rest of the day. Drove around, showed them some of the the country out there by where we pheasant hunt and stuff. So it was it was a really cool experience and a lot of fun because. I mean, it was just cool to be able to go do something that I was going to do anyway. And, you know, now with NIL, get paid to do it. So it was, it was a really awesome experience. Have you been able to take, like, any guys on the team that have never been hunting or fishing out? On the, I mean, I'm sure there's guys that, like, I've never done this before, but I'd go with you. Have you been able, have you been able to get anybody out there yet? Uh, I haven't gotten any of the guys like that to go hunting with me due to the fact that when you ask them to go hunting and it's 20 degrees and windy out, they usually aren't that into it anymore. When it's 80 degrees and sunny in the summer and you can't go hunting, they're like, yeah, I'll take me hunting. But then when it really comes down to it, a lot of the guys don't want to go out in the cold when it's time to go hunting. How about you, Masai? Are you a, uh, you're from Wa Waverly, uh, Shell Rock, Iowa, right? Des right yep. Describe Waverly Shell Rock because uh, it's not probably on the radar for a lot of Nebraskans. 
Yeah, um, Waverly. Um, I'm from Waverly. Shell Rock is the kind of neighboring town where consolidated school. Um, it's about 15 minutes from Cedar Falls, Iowa, where uh, University of Northern Iowa is, where you guys at. Um, Northeast Iowa. So I'd, I'd say I'm a uh, – Waverly is a little bit on the countryside. It's definitely on the countryside, actually. I think I, I can do both. I like to think that I can do both. So I'd, I'd put myself right in the middle there. Um, I got a lot of you – know, I, I enjoy going out and fishing. Um, grew up in a, you know, small town uh, farm setting. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, a lot of good people there for sure. How many people ask you if you're from Waverly, Nebraska, when you say that? Because I'm sure that was pretty confusing when you first pulled into Lincoln, seeing that there was a Waverly right on the edge of Lincoln, too. Yeah, that was a lot of people. A lot of people ask, like, you sure you're not from Waverly, Nebraska? I said, nope. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of people ask. That was very, um, very kind of cool to see driving into to Lincoln on my first time. I was like, oh, wow, Waverly's not too far away, you know? Now, Casey, your story's pretty unique because um, you, you grew up the son of a coach, right? Yeah. And so yeah, did you move uh, around quite a bit as a kid? I mean, kind of. Luckily, we didn't. Uh, you know, a lot of times with, with coaches and, and, fa- and their families, it, it's, it's you know, that's kind of the common thing is they're kind of bouncing around from school to school. Um, fortunate for, for my family and I, we, we were able to stay. Well, I've, since I've been alive, my dad was at three schools and he was at one school for 17 years. So uh, we were, we've been really steady. I, uh, I was born in Columbus, Ohio, and then moved to another part of upstate New York, which is called Cortland. And then we went uh, 30 minutes north to, to Syracuse, where I basically stayed, um, you know, throughout high school, middle school, and elementary school. So, uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, base, we've been kind of in Syracuse for, for a majority of my life. So you consider Syracuse home, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For most definitely. Yeah. What is Syracuse like? I mean, it's it's so far away from new york city i mean what what's it like in that community there obviously the, the orange men that's probably a big part of the community out there oh yeah it's huge it's uh you know they, they say you know syracuse is new york's college team it's um the only power other than well i guess buckers is in new jersey but it's really the only power five uh football team uh in the state you know huge lacrosse school and, and as you know acc basketball with, with their men's basketball team is also uh, enormous as well. Um, but it, to, uh, to be honest, and the reason why I like Lincoln so much is because it, it reminds me a lot of, of Syracuse. Um, you know, it's dead smack in the middle of the state. So it's pretty, you know, it's it's not too far of a drive to Buffalo. And then you know, Albany's the exact other way. And then, you know, you go a little south and you're in the city. So it's uh, it's awesome. But yeah, no, the, the city's right circulated around the around the um, the college. Uh, Syracuse University is kind of dead smack in the city. Um, you know, the, the, the skyline's pretty neat because the carrier dome is kind of, uh, you know, the center of it, which is, uh, when you're coming into Syracuse, it's pretty cool to see, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, Syracuse is uh, definitely a special place for me. Do they play the state football finals in the carrier carrier dome there for like the big classes? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they do. They, uh, they use those New York football, high school football is divided up into sections. They, they, they have sectional section three championship, which is the Syracuse area. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the state championships back in the dome. They used to have a, a north and south game where all the upstate guys would play the guys from downstate, and that was in the dome too. But uh, they stopped doing that. All right, got another question here from Brett. Um, wants to know about guys like Jalen Weaver and Ruquan Buckley. Um, how are they progressing? Obviously, um, haven't been able to get on the field much, but both physically looked apart. What have you guys seen? Uh, I guess who, who would want to take this one? um on this on these guys 
I'll, I'll play this one. I think I think I think Ruquan's doing. Uh, we'll start with Ruquan. I think he's doing a very good job. You know, um, I think when he first got here, he was you know he was he was raw. You know, he could, he was very athletic, but you know, football wise, he had to do some learning. And you know, he's definitely done that. And uh, you know, this year he sees the opportunity for a much bigger role than he had last year, and he's kind of taking that and ran. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough for any young D lineman to, to be come in and, and really make a difference right away. And, you know, he's still young, which is awesome. You know, he's still, it's hard because, you know, you don't really realize how young he actually is uh, until you ask him his age, but, uh, but yeah, no, he's doing a really good job. Um, Jalen's doing a good job too. You know, Jalen came in pretty big, was asked to lose some weight and he's, uh, he's doing that. And, uh, you know, he's doing the same thing. He, he's learning, and uh, it's it's a very important spring for those two because you know, it's uh, it's you know, it's the, the technique they're learning and, and the, the speed of the game, all that stuff is uh, something they'll be able to use for this upcoming season if their numbers call. Got a question from Brian, um, and I can all you guys can take this one. Name one player, and I'll, I'll say newcomer maybe on this. Name a newcomer that has stood out on offense and then maybe a guy on defense as well since there's so many new faces. Uh, Colton and Nash, you guys can start first on this one. Yeah, I would say on the offense, uh, Trey Palmer. Uh, I think he's been making some good plays uh, from what I've been seeing. Um, defense. Yeah. Def- I, for defense for me, I think it would be uh, Ernest Hausman, middle linebacker. He's uh, He moves well. He's uh, picking up the defense pretty quick, and he – he is. I think he's gonna be. A, uh, he's gonna be a good player once he develops and gets his uh, football IQ up, learns the defense, gets just starts playing smoother. Um, once he starts to figure things out, I think Ernest Ernest has a lot of potential and uh, could be a really good uh, linebacker for Nebraska. All right, they're Trey Palmer, Ernest Hausman, uh, Masai, and Casey. Who do you guys have down there? Uh, I, I offensively, I was gonna say the same thing as Feast. I think Trey Palmer is he's balling. Yeah, he's the. Uh, He's actually my locker partner, my locker neighbor, so I get to kind of talk to him every day. But he is, he's, uh, he's having a good spring. He's making some really good plays, and um, he's really fitting into the offense uh, nicely. Uh, offensively, I'm gonna say Anthony Grant. I think he's doing a really good job. I've, I've seen a lot of really, um, you know, he hits the hole really hard, and he has really good breakaway speed too. And uh, he's very agile when he goes left and right. Uh, he's made a lot of people miss in, in some of the scrimmages we've had. Um, you know, I'm really excited to see him run the ball in the Big Ten. Uh, and defensively, I'm going to say Tommy Hill. Um, you know, he's he's made a lot of really good plays coming in from Arizona State. And, uh, you know, he was – you knew he was good, but you know, I think it's been really surprising to see how well he's adapted to uh, Big Ten style, you know, football. And, you know, he make, break, does a great job on breaking on balls. He, he's always breaking up passes and stuff like that. Um, you know, he's a, he's a guy who's going to make a big play in a big game. Uh, and you know it's very trustworthy with that. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch those two guys play, come in and play. Colton, this one's for you. Uh, are you as good of a punter as your stepbrother Christian? Uh, I don't think kicking's in the equation. I don't think that's I don't think that's my cup of tea. <laughs> uh, Alex has one for Nash. What's the best, the biggest walleye you've caught? Inches and weight. Oh, the biggest walleye probably. I don't know the weight exactly. It's probably seven, eight ish pounds. And then probably, I don't even remember how long it was, I guess. Probably 20, 28, 29, maybe. But yeah, no, I've, uh, haven't, I, I remember it is at Lake Sharp. I was up there with one of my buddies. We were fishing and 
um, when I saw, I thought it was a catfish at first. Then when I pulled it up and saw it for the first time, it was a walleye. I couldn't believe it. So, been to Lake Sharp many times. It's a great place to go. Um, all right, this is kind of an off the wall one for all of you guys. Who could throw down the most food? And I'll let you guys down below start first. What like? What's the biggest steak or most wing? I mean, give give us some insight of what a big defensive lineman can throw down at the table. Um, I think Nash. Feast or Nash? Nash. I don't know. I don't don't think it's Nash. I think it's deceiving. Nash might look like he could house some wings, but I don't think he could. I think it's Feast. I'm I'm going with Scuzz. Yeah, Yeah, Feast. 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 He can. I've I've seen Feast start on some food for sure. Yeah, Feast definitely can throw down some food. What, um, like, are you guys, do they make you guys kind of watch what you eat or as, I mean, how, how strict are they with linemen and kind of monitoring your body fat and your weight? Uh, when you're first, when you first get here, if, if you're, you know, they do a good job of, if you're underweight or you need to lose weight, they're, they're on top of you. Once you've, you know, achieved your, your, your weight goal, um, it's kind of up to you to really make sure you're doing the right things. Um, but they, I mean, they do a good job of helping us with that. You know, at the end of the day, you're responsible for your weight. It's not them. So, uh, but they definitely give you the tools to, to do that. Uh, the Dave Ellis does and his staff to do a tremendous job of, you know, giving us the support we need to be able to have, you know, maintain our diets and calories that we need, um, every, so it's, uh, you know, it, it really depends on, on the situation. And, and the other thing is too, all of our bodies are very different too. So, um, you know, Dave does a really good job of customizing. Our, uh, if you have to have a custom diet, he'll, he's on top of that. And, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, it's uh, it's your responsibility to keep your weight where it needs to be. All right. This one's uh, who's the strongest on the team. And I know Nash has got to be in that conversation. I want to start with this part first. Nash, what's your your bench and squat maxes right now? Uh, right now, I mean, my squat's probably up there. Around like 800 pounds, and my bench is probably 450-ish, somewhere in there. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know for sure on them, but that's where I would estimate them at, probably. So 450 bench, 800 squat. Colton, is there anyone else that puts up – who who else puts up numbers like that in the weight room? Mm, Ty Robinson, uh, Damian Jackson. Um, that's probably about it. Casey Rogers, he can put up some weight. So you guys have a pretty good lead on those offensive linemen right now. How about you guys down below? You got anything to add on the weight room? Uh, well, when D-Jax, uh is healthy, he's definitely one of them. Uh, obviously, you know, Nash can throw some weight around. Uh, you know, I think uh, – the D line in general is very strong. You know, Coach Duvall has done a, a great job of making sure that that happened. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, overall, I think uh, Nash and yeah, Nash, yeah. Nash is probably the strongest. Probably. Mosai, is your brother going to come to Nebraska? <laughs> um, he, you know, he's taking his visits. Um, I know he's enjoying the recruiting process. Um, he's enjoying going everywhere. He's been here a lot. Um, he, whenever he comes here, it's always, um, I think it's always a, a really good time for him because he's buddies with a lot of my buddies that are here. Um, he gets to, you know, kind of get in depth look that at Nebraska football, which is uh, really good for him to see. Um, so I don't know. He's gonna, he's gonna continue to enjoy his uh, recruiting process. I really hope he does. I want to play with him. So it's going to be good. 
And then final question here as we wrap up Husker Chat Live, and all of you can chime in on this one. I'll start up top, but not only the defensive line room, but who's the funniest guy on the football team? Like, who's the guy that constantly has everybody laughing just – and it may not even be intentionally. He's just funny by everything he does. Colton, you want to take this one first? Yeah, Caleb Tanner's a pretty funny guy. Uh, he can he can get you to chuckle pretty good, and it's about an everyday deal. So uh, that's probably who I would say. I think I think Caleb Caleb is he's he's one of the funniest guys on the team, and uh, um, I think Ruquan Buckley too is an underrated funny guy on the team. He uh, he makes me laugh a lot. I don't know about everyone else, but he sure makes me laugh. So who's the funniest coach? Dawson. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I honestly probably, I think coach Dawson, that guy, he is, he, uh, that's, I mean, I'm around him the most, so I might be biased just because I'm around him more than other coaches, but I think he is, he is hilarious. How about you guys down below? Funniest player, funniest coach on the team. Um, I think that, Kind of what they said. Coach Dawson's got so got some uh, some good things to say. Um, I think Coach Duvall has some pretty some pretty funny yeah. things also. Every once in a while, he's got some he's got some good jokes, some good uh, some good things when he chimes in. And yeah, Ruquan is Ruquan is that's my dog. He is a he is a funny guy. He will make some some jokes that kind of make you like think you think, and then you start laughing because you realize what he said. But yeah, yeah, I. Uh... I agree with, you know, Caleb Tanner. I think it's the reason why it's so funny is because, you know, half of the stuff he says is, is accidentally funny. Um, he'll, he'll say something and it's naturally just hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree with Ruquan too. Uh, he, uh, his personality is just, he's a funny guy. And, and then coach, yeah, Dawson, coach Dawson is just, you know, when, uh, when he's in the mood, he's in the mood, he's hilarious. So it's, uh, yeah, I would give that trophy to Doss, Coach Dawson. Well, Colton, Nash, Masai, Casey, uh, we appreciate you guys taking some time out to join us here on Husker Chat Live. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, well, that wraps it up here for this edition of Husker Chat Live. Once again, Husker Chat Live is brought to you by Sandhills Global and powered by ABM. If you have equipment to sell, sell it at auctiontime.com or huskeronline.com. I'm Sean Callahan.